Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Faithfulness, I appreciate your pastor, the invitation to come here, minister while he's gone. Uh, Tay, his wife, amen. They're doing a great job, amen, especially going to Africa. Such a great need. Your pastor understands the mission field. They've been there uh, themselves, got a heart for missions. So, amen. So, pray for them. So, get your Bible, Joel chapter 1. Joel chapter 1. Uh, amen. The, the Sarah Desert stretches across six countries. If you can just imagine the, the mass of that, being able to do that, it crosses Sudan, Egypt, Chad, Niger, Maui, Morocco, Western uh, Sahara. And then this desert is one of the most feared locusts in the world. Uh, I believe it was 1931 uh, 32. It was called the Year of the Locust, where uh, 100,000 people died because of these locusts. Again, in 1988-89, locusts began to, or they spread across northern Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, impacted one-fifth of the land mass of the earth, destroyed everything in its path. You know, these, uh, you know, locusts look like little harmless grasshoppers, but there's a big difference. I mean, locusts and grasshoppers are different in nature, desire, and appetite. Uh, they, might, they might look alike, but locusts uh, have an appetite to devour. They have an appetite to swarm and devour. We have an example of this, Exodus 10, verse 14. The Bible said, locusts went up over all the land of Egypt, and they covered the face of the whole earth. So if the land was darkened, and they ate every herb of the land, all the fruit of the trees, so that there remained nothing green on the trees or on the plants of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. So these are dangerous uh, little creatures. Even so our text is about locusts consuming, uh, uh, coming up on the children of Israel and destroying everything. So let's look at our text. Joel chapter 1, we start verse 4. Joel 1, verse 4. So what the true locusts left, the swarming locusts have eaten. What the swarming locusts le- has left, uh, the chewing locust has eaten. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. So I want to take a few moments to talk about the mind. How many of Satan, hell, and demonic is after your mind tonight? So let's pray, let's pray. God help us. Father, by your blood tonight, I'm asking you to cover this church. God, cover the minds of your people tonight. I pray, God, help us, God, to be able to think like you think. Uh, Make decisions, God, I pray, God, I pray tonight your blood cover. God, break every demonic strategy, demonic attacks against the minds of, of your people. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. So I've titled this the Mind Battle Time to Take a Note. So, you know, the goal today is to get the latest, most powerful, and the fastest phone and computer on the market. I mean, people are, 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 are I look at people, I deal with people all the time, they're always wanting the latest. Get the iPhone, whatever it is, the, the Galaxy, whatever. But they're always wanting the newest, most powerful, the fastest, you know. But inside of our skull is a three-pound supercomputer. Our brain systematically processes faces, facts, stores memory, sweeps out toxins, controls movement and speech, and makes decisions, uh, and much more all at one time. Now think about that. It's massive traffic uh, uh, going through our mind. Inside the human brain, there are 100 billion neurons. These are nerve cells. Uh, your neuron hard drive can store up 1,000 gigabytes. Uh, one gigabyte is a million bytes. I'm not a computer guy. That's a lot. Amen. Uh, so we're talking about a mind tonight. Our brain is capable of, of doing some great stuff tonight. The exons in our brain, these are the little in parts of nerve cells that transfer impulses uh, from one cell to the other. If they were put together, they would span 100,000 miles. That's a distance of four times around the earth. Now think about how great our mind is. How great this brain is, and God puts it together. It's so powerful that, I mean, there's no computer in the world can even come close to it. It's so far advanced, so great. Uh, but God gave us this incredible brain this week and have dominion in life. In Genesis 1, 28, and God blessed him. And said to them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. So do it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowls of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So, uh, amen, God created us with this mind, this ability tonight uh, uh, to have dominion over everything in life. Uh, our mind tonight, our brain has capability uh, to do anything that needs to be done, but then something happened. Everything was great, but sin entered into the world. Sin gave the access to the devil, or gave Satan access to the brain. Ephesians 6, we're says we're in a daily fight, amen, for our, our mind. Can you say amen? Verse 12 says, wrestle not against rulers, authorities against cosmic. We wrestle not against rulers, authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the forces or spiritual forces of evil in this heavenly place. Take Corinthians 10, casting down. Imagination, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring into captivity every thought, uh, the obedience of Christ. So, uh, save me. So, this mind, this incredible brain uh, that God gives to creation that has all the function, all the capability, uh, need for dominion, sin now is challenging our mind. Uh, sin is bringing in that demonic element. The Bible said we're in a fight now for control, uh, casting down imagination, every high thing uh, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into every uh, bring in the captivity, every thought, the obedience of Christ. So we're in a fight for our mind tonight. Make no mistake for that. We're in a fight for our mind. Uh, so if you don't fight for your mind, listen, who, guess who's got control of it? If you don't fight for the dominion in your mind tonight, uh, listen, the mind's going to have a playground up there. I'll look at one area of the mind. Now I want to take a few moments to talk about thoughts. They say 70,000 thoughts travel through our mind every day. At the speed of 270 miles per hour, gone. Think about that. 270 miles an hour, it's gone. Uh, I mean, just a half a second. It's got 70,000 thoughts a day. Uh, 
to go through this mine. Listen, that's a, that's, that's a lot of business going on. 70,000 thoughts, amen, that's a lot of things uh, going on up there. So we need to think about this thing called thoughts tonight. If there's one thing that can cloud, darken, destroy, and disrupt life like these locusts, it's your thoughts tonight. Thoughts, by definition, are thinking, are reasoning, are views, ideas, uh, and conclusions. Uh, thoughts, very interesting thought, comes from the same part of the brain that's responsible for emotions, memory, perception, and our behavior. This is why a thought tonight can bring with it uh, something from the past. It, it can create an emotion, determine a perception, uh, and cause certain behavior. How many's ever, I mean, life is going good, all of a sudden a thought comes out, and your whole day's run. Everything changes because of thought. I mean, everything could be going well. You can be sitting in church thinking about Jesus, the Word of God, uh, but something crosses your mind, uh, and all of a sudden it has an emotion with it, has a date with it, perception, a conclusion. All of a sudden, life is turned upside down because of this thought. Daniel 4, 4, I never Nebuchadnezzar is at rest in my house, voicing in my palace, but my thoughts trouble me. Listen, he's at rest in his house. Think about this. This is a king flourishing in his palace, but his thoughts troubled him. Amen. Everything was going good, he said, until my thoughts begin to mess my mind. I begin to think about things. Uh, my thoughts begin to mess me up. You know, this word trouble, he said, my thoughts trouble me. This word trouble means unsettled, perturbed, agitated, upset, make tense, uptight, uh, and insecure. So we're talking about a thought uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar is the king of really all the earth back then. Uh, he is the king of kings, the Bible says. Uh, but his thoughts unsettled him, perturbed him, agitated him. One thought. Think about that. Here's the king that had dominion over all there, but his thoughts. What armies could not do, what rulers could not do, uh, his thoughts did. Uh, amen. So thoughts tonight, the devil traffics in this arena, so we need to take note of this. How many of you, as I said earlier, have been sitting there, your home just at peace, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, a thought comes from the past, comes in, emotions with it, and all of a sudden, you're, you're upset, you're uptight, uh, you can't think right, you can't, uh, I mean, you're just stressed out because of the thought. Am I in the right church tonight? Okay. Daniel chapter 4, a few verses after, he said, my thoughts troubled me, verse 30, he says, this is not Babylon, the great that I have built my vast power through a royal residence to, my, uh, to display my majestic glory. Verse 31, while the words were still in the king's mouth, a voice came from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared, the kingdom has departed from you, for you will be driven away from people to live with the wild animals, and you will feed on grass uh, like cattle for seven periods of seven years, uh, until you acknowledge that the Most High is ruler of the kingdom of man, uh, and he gives it to anyone he wants. Think about this. He's a king. I mean, he has built this magnificent Babylon, uh, but his thoughts uh, said, look what I did, not what God did. Uh, his thoughts begin to trouble him, lift him up, and God brings judgment against him, but his thoughts, uh, I want you to follow, his thoughts tr caused all this trouble. All this insanity started with the thought. So the, love, the devil loves to get into our thoughts tonight to cause us trouble, to unsettle us, and to get us thinking outside of God. This happened to the best of us. 
Abraham, Genesis 20. The Bible said Abraham and Sarah is going to a place called Gear, if I say it right. They're going to this place, uh, uh, Abraham and Sarah is traveling, and uh, Abraham begins to hear things. Listen, the king, uh, the, uh, he's, he's an unrighteous king. Uh, he's demanding king. So uh, Abraham makes a deal with Sarah. Hey, say you're my sister. And saying you're my sister, listen, you're saving me, uh, and you're going to spare my life. Uh, and think about this insanity, uh, amen, because of fear, uh, because the thought comes to his mind, this king's unjust, uh, it creates all this unrighteousness. Uh, not only does he think this, but the Bible says, uh, as they come close to that place, that the king sends his, uh, uh, king of Bimlach sends his, uh, uh, you know, people out there to get her, and Here's Abraham. He watches him take his wife away. He watches him take his wife away. No doubt he knows that, uh, you know, violate my wife. Uh, this can be a bad scene. Uh, but because he thought something. He thought, God's not into this. God can't help me. Uh, and because of a thought now, uh, this Abraham we're talking about, thought all this unrighteousness is created. We know God meets with a boomerang in a dream. So if you touch Sarah, you're a dead man. Uh, and verse 10 of chapter 20 of Genesis, the Bible said to Abraham, why did you do such a thing? Abraham said, because I thought that the fear of God was not in this place. So out of one thought, listen to this, Abraham's willing to give up his wife, forfeit the will of God because of a thought. Listen, we don't get a hold of our thoughts tonight. Uh, we can be in trouble. Verse Samuel, our thoughts can cause us to miss God. Bob said, Hannah is weeping at the altar. She's weeping. She's brokenhearted. Uh, she desperately wants children. Her, she's bearing in her wound. Uh, she's praying to God. But Eli, uh, the Bible said, he said he thought, in verse 13, now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drinking. Because Eli thought, uh, amen, so our thoughts can cause us to miss God, uh, uh, so here he is. You know, he's not spiritual at all. He just, uh, she must be drunk. See, our thoughts can cause us to miss God. Can you say amen? Numbers chapter, or book of Numbers. Thoughts can cause us to fall into unbelief. Remember the ten spies. Think about this. God's done incredible things for them. I mean, the miracles, them coming out of Egypt, signs, wonders, and miracles, uh, uh, leaving Egypt, the, the, the Red Sea parts, if you can even imagine that. Uh, they walk across on dry ground, uh, uh, bitter water turned sweet. Uh, I mean, miracle after miracle, water coming out of rock, but here they are, they're told they're out in spite of the land. Uh, God's going to bring them into this land they had promised them. And the Bible said, they're out spying out the land. It's everything God said more. But they come back and say, listen, uh, 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 because of and they, their thoughts begin to be messed with, uh, and they begin to tell the children of Israel and fill their hearts with unbelief because something they thought. We're not able to do this. They said, we'd be like grasshoppers uh, in this side and ours, as walled cities as giants, uh, because they thought God couldn't help them. First Kings 19, thoughts can cause us to fear. Elijah become afraid and immediately ran for his life. This is Elijah. We're talking about the man of God who, uh, just right before that, stayed on the mountain, called fire down from heaven, challenged the people, uh, put them in between two opinions. God, God served him. Uh, God powerfully moved by his thoughts, troubled him. Uh, I thought uh, that God's not going to help me. 
full of fear burned for his life. Third segment, stopping the craziness. Kind of mighty crazy sometimes, right? God's can get crazy. So in our text here, it says what the chewing locust left, what the swarming locust has eaten, uh, what the swarming locust left, the chewing locust has eaten, what the crawling locust, sorry, has left, the consuming locust has eaten. We're talking about disaster here. Everything that can be consumed is consumed. Everything that can be destroyed is destroyed here. Remember, we're still talking about the mind. How many know this is not the will of God for our life? The will of God for our life is not to lose our mind. It is not to have our mind consumed by uh, the demonic or the, the things of this world. These are like consuming uh, uh, locusts here, and then the world will consume up on your mind. Uh, the demonic will consume up on your mind. Uh, this is not the will of God. The will of God tonight is you and I to have control of our mind, uh, you and I to be able to think right, have our thoughts right. Can you say amen? When God's judgment was up on Egypt, uh, well, let me say, I believe that we have something to do with this. If we're going to have a good mind tonight, we're going to have a mind that can think, make right decisions, we have something to do with this. So when God's judgment come upon Egypt, Egypt's been destroyed by locusts. The Bible says on the other side of the street, imagine on the other side of the street, Israel. The Bible says all their trees, their farmland, not one locust. I mean, they're standing on this side of the street, they're looking over there, locusts eating everything. Their side of the street, nothing. Why is that? Because the Bible said they believe Moses. And they obey the will of God. So they're by obeying the word of God. Uh, they're spared. By obeying the word of God, there's a protection. Uh, there's a grace of God. They're seeing a miracle simply because they believe God. So I believe we have something to do with how our life turns out. We can't say, well, you know, God just, I guess this is what God dealt me. No, that's not true. We have something to do with how our life turns out. Since our thoughts come from our mind tonight, our Bible tells our mind is to be anchored in the word of God. The Israelites obeyed the word of God because of that, uh, they're spared. Uh, as Egypt is getting ate up, they're spared. They're blessed uh, because they obey the word of God. So in the midst of all the craziness of this unclean world, our mind can be anchored in God. How many can say amen? amen. Uh, the world's crazy. It's always spinning out of control. The political, uh, the, uh, this is sensual uh, uh, aspects of all. It's always spinning out of control. In the midst of all that, though, we can have an anchored mind in the word of God. Philippians 2.5, Paul said to Philippians, who are living in a very hostile time, let this mind be in you which is in Christ. You read about Christ's mind tonight. You read about him, he was as salt as a rock. He never fluttered, wavered, shifted, or different. Jesus is incredible. You read the word of God, and I, I mean, he is so solid in his decisions, so solid in, in uh, things he has said, God, you will be done, Father, you will be done, not mine. And Paul said we can have that mind. We can be solid in God. We can be solid in our decisions. Our minds uh, can be solid, anchored in the word of God. Our thoughts can be righteous tonight. Uh, Paul tells the Philippians, let this mind be in you that was in Christ. So our goal as Christians is to be Christ-minded. Philippians 12, verse 2. Paul tells the Roman church, if you want to be Christ-like, it comes from renewing the mind. Now, renewing is a, is a purposeful act on our part. This word renew means to renovate or to make new. 
if you're going to renovate your house, what you have to do is to tear out a bunch of old stuff. You have to tear out a bunch of damaged, old, destroyed uh, stuff in your house, whether it be walls, floors, carpets. Uh, you take all that out, uh, throw it in the dumpster, get rid of it, and, and you bring all this new, uh, and listen, there's a major impact, the difference in the surroundings of your house when you take out all the old, bring in new, uh, immediately there's a, there's a freshness, there's a newness. Uh, and Paul said the same is true with the mind. If we're going to have the mind of Christ, we have to renew our minds. We have to renovate some things here. So just so you have, you just just how you renovate house, you renovate your mind. First Corinthians six, verse nine. Paul says, Corinthian church, tells me these words. Listen very carefully. Do not be deceived. Neither sexual immoral, neither idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, swindlers, uh, will inherit the kingdom of God. Listen to what he said. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. So justification is God removing the guilt and the penalty of sin, while at the same time making us righteous through Christ's atoning blood. So justification, it means that just as I've never sinned, uh, as God did a miracle in our mind, uh, in our life. So that's God's part. Sanctification is more our part. Sanctification is you and I setting ourselves aside uh, and doing righteous business in the kingdom of God and doing our part to make our mind holy, our, our life right. Uh, so there's a God part and there's an our part tonight. Philippians 4.17 Now this I say and testify in the Lord. They must no longer walk as the Gentiles walk, or as the world walks. The subtlety of their minds, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Through the hardness of their heart, uh, they have become callous and have driven and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy, uh, to practice every kind of impurity. But this is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you have learned about Him or taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off the old self, which belongs to the former matter of life, and is corrupted, deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. So Paul is telling Ephesians, you have something to do here. Amen. You have a part to play in this. If we want a solid mind tonight, uh, want a sound mind, a righteous mind, then we have something to do in this. We have to give ourselves to the Word of God. You know, after I got saved, very practical. After I got saved, my pastor told me, man, my mind was pretty corrupt. My mind was, uh, you know, I, was just, I was a sinner, man. I was involved in all kinds of uh, junk, and my mind was in the gutter. So my pastor told me, he said, listen, Larry, what you need to start doing is reading your Bible every day. Get a good, healthy dose of the Word of God. Uh, start studying some Scripture, memorizing uh some scriptures. I begin to just simply read the word of God, try to memorize a verse here, a verse there. Uh, and I, little by little, I begin to see man, my thoughts and my mind begin to clean up. I wasn't thinking, well, I used to think I wasn't angry and bitter, uh, hateful that filled all the bad thoughts anyway. And my life began to change little by little, but I was investing into my mind. Ephesians 4.22 
as you are being renewed in the spirit of your mind, you put on the new man. <clears throat> a godly mind is an investment for you. Listen, God created you and I with a powerful mind to live for him, and to, have, to live a godly life. But sin has messed that up, and we're going to have to fight and invest in our life. We're going to have a good mind. Let's look thirdly at the results of a mindset on Christ. It's what we want results, right? So let's look at the results of mindset on Christ. When your mind is set on Christ, you have peace. When I get saved, I have peace. Before I was saved, my life was so messed up. I was so angry. I was such, I was so, uh, I mean, bitter, angry, upset about everything in life. I had no idea why, no reason why. I was just, that's just how I lived. But once I got saved, I had a peace. <coughs> Isaiah 26.3. You keep in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. He keeps him in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on you. Think about that. As we keep our mind on Christ, God gives us peace. This word peace is a lot more than just, uh, okay, it's a Greek word. Pretty deep word, actually. Yeah, I'll just spell that to you. It's hard to say. E-I-R-E-N-E. But it has a wide uh, range of meanings here, including the notion of com- total completeness, fulfillment, wholeness, and harmony, and security, and well-being. So that word peace here means a lot across the board. Let me read that again. It means total uh, completeness, fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, and well-being. So, uh, when the writer says, listen, you keep your mind on Christ, he'll give you peace. In other words, he's going to give you a complete life. He's going to give you everything you need, uh, the security, the power, the dominion, all that you need in life, just simply by you keeping your mind on him. That's supernatural. That's not natural. Can you say amen? That's a supernatural element of God that comes in your life when you simply keep your mind on Christ. So when our minds are set on Christ, everything becomes where everything comes together. A couple of things. When we, when your your mind is set on Christ, you have stability. Psalms one one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffer, but his delights in the law of the Lord. In the law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree by the streams of water that yields his fruit in its season. Its leaves do not wither, and all that he does. Prosperous stability here. Amen. This means steadiness, secureness, strength, safety, mental health, soundness, sense, uh, and sanity. Think about that. He says, listen, you're like a tree planted by the water. There's a stability about your life that provides fruitfulness, blessing. Uh, so if we have our mind on Christ tonight, these are the attributes. We're mind on Christ. He directs our steps, the Bible says. Proverbs 3, verse 5. I will trust him with all my heart and mind. Lean not upon my own understanding. All my ways acknowledge him. He shall direct my path. Well, direct means to aim something in a particular direction. I know we can get lost in life, can't we? We can take the wrong turns, make the wrong move. The Bible says we keep our mind on God. He directs us. We go, we go there, no, 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 go this way. We think, no, no, don't think that. Think, no. He, he's just directed us. That's supernatural tonight. 
But if we keep our mind on Christ, one, we have stability. Two, he directs our steps. Three, when we keep our mind on Christ, he controls, or we control what we think. Look at Philippians 4.8. Whatsoever things are pure, or whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there are any virtues, there's any uh, and praise word to think on these things. So as we keep our mind to God, we have the ability to think righteously. Not tell people that did my church, just to quit thinking like that. Always thinking negative. Uh, uh, you got a cold, you're going to get a flu now. You know, that's, uh, and they're always negative. They're always, uh, you know, if they have a little problem, it's this huge thing. I said, stop it. Stop doing that. That ain't right. Uh, start thinking the word of God, speaking the word of God, because our mind tonight, is to be Christ-like. Let me close here tonight. Listen, Satan wants your thoughts to destroy your life. Satan wants your thoughts. Listen, 70,000 thoughts a day. Think about that. That's the speed of 270 miles. Thoughts, man. Think about it. Satan got a hold of that. What he can do to your mind in a day. We're going to have to fight. Bob says, fight the good fight of faith. Casting down imaginations, uh, anything exalts itself again. You just can't let things trap us in your mind. Me and my wife sometimes will get in an argument. How many happened that before? How many married men? Sometimes you get in a little argument. How many know sometimes your mind must go too far? And I've had this, she's had this. No, no, you're not thinking that. Stop. You're not going that far. Listen, that will get a hold of your mind tonight. You have to fight for a good mind. Jesus does justification, but we do, uh, we have some parts to do in the sanctification. Results of a good mind uh, is one to sit on Christ first. If you set your mind on Christ, very simple sermon tonight, very important sermon. Uh, uh, I know Christians don't set their mind on the Word of God. They remember no scripture. They never read the Word of God. And it's like these locusts always consuming Everything consumes their mind uh, simply because they don't have their mind on Christ. Listen, you have to be part of it tonight. If you'll do that, listen, God will help you tonight. Very good. Hold we'll our heads tonight. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vbph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.